For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where we, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. Today we have a wonderful show. Our sponsor today is Noonday Exploration. Noonday helps families by purchasing oil and gas royalties from estates. For more information, call 903-530-9352 or go to noondayexploration.com. And my co-host today has has the day off because she gave birth to my latest grandchild, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm just laughing. Mary Ottman is my guest today, and she's so dear to me. Mary, have you even heard your the promo that you did for me? Was that your I, first time to hear them? I had heard it on the computer, but I had never heard the mix like that. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? That's well, our so list- cool. I know. You did such a great job. Our listeners are in for such a treat. I, I just love Mary Ottman. She's so dear to me. She's our very special guest. She's from, I'm going to give it just a little, I'm going to brag about you for a minute here. Mm-hmm. She is a rapid results business and leadership coach, a professional speaker, and I love her voice. She's an author. She has a background in missile technology. How many girls do you know that have that? And she's a loyal patriot and citizen of the United States and just all around smart, strong woman. You may recognize her voice because she did my bumps, which I think bumps is a weird word anyway. That's what they call when you go into a show and out of a show. So to say that Mary did my bumps, I don't know. There's just something about that. And then um, I just had a hard time deciding what I wanted to say about you first, Mary. I thought I should get at least some of your professional background in there because it's so diverse, all the things you've done. But if I had to pick the thing I love most about you, it's going to be your sense of humor. It could be your courage. You're just amazing. But also, I love the way you make every person feel like a part of the team. So welcome to Fireside Talk Radio. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm just so glad to be here and be part of this. Thank well, you. You're, you're just such a courageous person, and I know I've been praying for you because today the story that you have agreed to share is such a personal one, and yet I know many of my listening friends are really going to relate to this. As I have often shared about my abortion over the years, I have discovered that women have many things they are pondering in their hearts, and some of them are very, very sad and 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 were traumatizing when they happened. And so I know I have another dear friend who started an organization called One in Three to address the fact that one in three women have been sexually assaulted by the time they get to adulthood. So your experience is a little different and I think in part because you are such a strong woman. Mm. So, but you're so courageous, and I've been praying for you that you would be able to get through this segment where you shared your personal story with us. Do you mind doing that now? 
No, I've I've been working on myself. This will be I've mentioned it a few times at appearances, but I have not done a show solely based on this. So, and it happened about a year and a half ago. So this is the first time. So yeah, I've been working on myself. <laughs> One of the things I've learned is, as I told my story, it began to lose its power over me, and instead, God began to use it as a powerful tool to give other women freedom. But I, I'm just going to confess to my listeners, I did not realize that you hadn't showed, had not told your story in full. So this is a really sacred moment to me. I hope I can get through this without crying because I do know what it's like, how hard it is. And I just want to admire you and tell you how much I appreciate your courage. So just begin wherever you want to. Um, well, segueing in, you mentioned, um, talking about your abortion and once you do start talking about that people start coming out of the woodwork like you mm-hmm. kn- you didn't even know people were dealing with things like this right and yes so you know my, you know that started for me with a miscarriage and you know mm-hmm. all of a sudden I had that happen and then all of a sudden like everybody I talked to had had one and yet I had known them for years and years and never knew that was a thing right that it was so common right and so when when this type of thing happens, it takes all that to a whole new level, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get. I'm, I'm trying. How would you even start telling this? Um, well, t- talk about. For me, I just think, how does a woman get in this situation? And uh, you know, how unfair is it for people to tr- to judge you when I know how strong you are? So, so tell us a little bit about maybe some of the things that you didn't understand that there are predatory people out there. Okay. So, you know, we all hear that media kind of, um, well, first of all, I'm a big law and order SVU fan. So I have grown up, uh, grown up Mm -hmm. how it's been on almost 20 years, right? I'm 48. (laughs) So I was grown when I started watching it, but you know, I've watched it over the years as they've morphed with the types of assaults that are happening. They base those on real life. So, you know, I felt pretty savvy about, those types of things. And even my daughter, you know, as she got older, she would watch it with me. And so she got attacked on college campus her freshman year. Mm. And, but she fought the guy off, you know, it was in broad daylight. It was Mm. on the quad. Mm. And so, but you know, when I sent her away to college, because we watch, you know, that's these shows open up these conversations, right? When you're old enough to watch that show. But, um, and I told her, you know, look, honey, when you go away, if somebody does something to you, you better come out of there with DNA under your nails so they can't be saying it was consensual. consensual. Right. So, you know, I've been priming her whole life to, to, um, you know, not take that line down and to do whatever you can to get out of that situation, right? So I'm a fighter. I'm mm-hmm. a warrior. I don't, you know, right. I, I, you know... Just, I'm primed for battle, right? So how I did I that about this you. situation? So you hear about date rape, and you hear about getting roofied, and you hear about women, girls, college girls getting drugs slipped into their drinks. And, you know, and on the one hand, you even, like, hear about, getting roofied is what they call it apparently I've, I'm learning this now I learned it after this happened but getting roofied 
I was like, well, is it, if you can't remember a lot of it, do you get to call it rape? Oh my gosh. Because you don't even really know if some of that happened, right? So, but intellectually, of course, I, of course, that's an obvious answer. I know you're just asking rhetorically. I, but I, that was my question. And literally, I had the conversation with my daughter. I wanted her to know this is not just something that happens to, you know, the stereotype is like drunk party girls on a college campus right. who get something slipped in their drink, right? This ha- happened to me at how old was I at the time? 46, 47. I mean, a grown up woman in a, mm. in a uh, prestigious job on a business trip with someone I've known over 20 years. That's just so hard to believe. And yet I know because you're not the only person who's told me stories like this. You're just the brave one that's willing to share it out loud in a, a format that other women will benefit from. But but yeah. I've heard this story over and over privately. And and in your mind, you're like, okay, at what age do I not have to worry about this anymore? Like, oh, apparently it's not 46. You know, oh. like, it, there's no age where this can't happen. And yet we have it kind of compartmentalized in our mind that it's like a college thing. or a, And it's terrible wherever it happens. But... It's just, I mean, it totally opened my eyes to, you know, you watch the stuff on TV and you see how victims are judged and pushed and Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's totally different once you have it happen to you. I I mean, so back to your original question of how I got in it. That's how it happened. I was on a business trip Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, I just happened to work for Army Civil Service. It was just a meeting of engineers talking about research things, you know, and no big deal. And we had a, you know, as business people do, we had a, um, a networking get-together at a sports bar the night. Let's see, was it the night before or the uh, no, it was the night of the, the, we had the event during the day and then everybody was meeting at a, a sports bar to have networking drinks afterwards and kind of talk about strategy and all that. It might've been the night before. I can't remember. I can't, I try not to think about it too much. Right. Anyway, that's what we were doing. We were getting together to network. So, um, so the other, there was probably, I don't know, four or five other people, all men. I mean, engineering is male dominated. Mm-hmm. i worked there at the time 25 years and never had a problem i never was looking for a problem i mean you know did you i'm gonna uh, we're gonna run out of time and this is such an amazing story i know the time is gonna go really quick on this episode so um did you have any idea this person was dangerous or did you have like any kind of, you know how we're always taught to trust our instincts. Was there something off-putting about him, or was it just totally surprising? He is, and I'm not going to say names, but he right. is um, the most harmless-looking person. Mm. He's older. He is, um, he's just, you would never have thought it. He's the guy next door, literally. 
I can't believe it. Well, I'm I'm really glad you're giving taking the time to warn other women about what can happen and how not to let down your guard. I hate it that we have to go to a break. That's okay. When we come back, I'm going to want to talk some more about what you've learned from this experience Absolutely. and and how you how you have so much joy in spite of such a traumatizing experience. But as we go to break, I, I also need to thank Noonday Exploration again for being so brave and bold in presenting these very tough topics that some people find too com- uh, controversial to even talk about. So I want to thank my sponsor for being so brave and bold. And remember, you can find maryottman.com more of her information and more of her wonderful life. There's just so much to what you do. And you can catch more interview anytime on a full range of topics that women ponder in their heart at kathycraffy.com. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over it's a grocery store. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? <laughs> Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place. A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever. It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1 800 455 CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in home services like 24 hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me. And they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. Hi, this is Kathy Craffy with Fireside Talk Radio, and I'm here with B.J. Garrett, the Executive Director of CARE. Christ-centered abortion recovery and education. We are here to help men and women have their lives restored after an abortion experience. If you want to know more about how to recover after abortion, look for our upcoming episodes on Fireside Talk Radio with BJ and Kathy Crafty. Thank you. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. We are back with Mary Ottman, who has been generously sharing a very personal story with us about a date rape experience she had at 47. But Mary, I want you to know, I pulled some stuff from one of the covers of your books, because I just want my readers, my our 
well, I say readers because I'm a columnist too, but my listening friends, I want you all to know Mary is this champion woman that you'd be so proud to have as your good friend. So anyway, I pulled this off the cover of one of your books. A true believer in living life to the fullest, Mary spent several years as a country singer and songwriter performing at famous venues like the Bluebird Cafe. She has hiked rocky trails in Africa, jumped off the top of a 108-story building. She is on a mission to empower working women to become heart-centered leaders by being more confident, more visible, make more money, and have more fun all along the way. I mean, that just sums up who you are to me. Every time I'm with you, I'm laughing because you're so fun. So I'm when I think about this experience you have, I just get really, I hate to say this, but I get pissed. It makes me mad that women all over this nation and the world suffer this way as if somehow they had a role in it. So I just want to say this. No woman puts a roofie in her own drink. That That is not your fault. Right. And you know that, of course. But I think for our listeners, in case anyone else has experienced this, we need to be so clear about that. If a man decides to be predatory, and he puts a roofie in a woman's drink, it is not her fault that he is awful, that he made a terrible decision. So, but you did suffer the consequence of that when you woke up. And, like, tell us a little bit about how that felt when you realized something was really wrong. So... Yeah. So I'm a creature of habit. So when I have a hotel room, I go in and because I'm, you know, 48 and I forget things occasionally, I put things in exactly the same places, you know, the suitcases in in the same spot, the shoes are in the same place, everything. So all that being said, I actually came to, um, while things, some things were happening and in retrospect, but at the time, you know, your brain, you're like, you're like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. How it's, you can't even, it's not even like you have a complete sentence. It's not even mm-hmm. like, you're just like, how it, what? Cause I'm not the, the go home to the hotel room one night stand. Like I have mm-hmm. literally never done right. that. So this is like, what is happening? And so wow. that's, that's would be the biggest thing that I think people should know about this is when it happens, you know, everybody's like, why didn't you immediately report it to the authorities and go to the hospital? Well, that is a great approach for people where their brains are working functionally, functioning properly. But when you're on that stuff, and I actually had a friend of mine, I was telling her about it later, and she said, Mary, she'd been roofied twice, (gasps) twice, and by bar staff, her husband ran a bar, and she put her drink behind the counter to keep it safe, (gasps) and the bar staff did it to her twice, and um, he caught her in the middle of the floor about to take her clothes off which she is not that kind of person. So he knew something was wrong. She was fortunate to have someone there watching for her, Mm -hmm. but he took her away. And she said her brain didn't work right for a couple of days after each incident. So it's not like you're going to, the effects wore off and you're like, Oh, I'm back on it now. You know, your, your mind is just blown for a while. So to wake up in the middle of that, it's like, what is going on? Like it really, to me felt like, you know that response you get when you approach like a like a crazy looking dog, and you yes. don't you don't just freeze, you don't move because you don't know what's which what's yes. going to happen, and all that. So, 
Well, that's, it's, inter- that's it's interesting you mentioned that. My dad always reacted to anesthesia, and, and they actually say as you get older, if you're on anesthesia, you can actually, uh, your parent can have extended dementia as a result of the anesthesia. So you always weigh that before you put them in surgery as an older person. So I do know uh, from that experience we had with dad, he was never himself for six weeks, which it was very severe for him. Wow. But my my point is the same as yours. What seems logical when you're not on drugs, it does not apply. When your brain is malfunctioning because of drugs, there's no there's no rational there's really no way to get back to rationality when you've been drugged. No, and the biggest thing that I would love for for people, and it happens to men too, so whoever it happens to, the biggest thing to get into that reptilian part of your brain that just, you know, when when I breathe in, I'm going to breathe out. I don't have to think about it. The biggest piece of advice is if this happens, go get tested. Because yeah. after it was over with, you know, uh, my my instinct, I'm a big one about work ethic. And I was like, okay, I'm here for this meeting. I'm leading this meeting. I have to go to oh. work. I, I don't have to, you know. So I went to the meeting and didn't go to the hospital. And then I got back home and I was like, okay, can and they said, well, you know, you don't, I actually went and saw a lawyer, went and saw mm-hmm. uh, account, um psychologist to deal with everything. And they were like, well, you, you can't go to the hospital now. Right. Mm. And I said, well, and I even tried to find out if I could get a follicle test and I couldn't find anybody that could give me that answer. So, wow. so the resources are just not out there because you're not out there. You're a very resourceful person. I know you would have found it if it was any way easy. It wasn't in my network in Huntsville, Alabama, where that's where I was at the time. Uh-huh. So for sure. So what I did was I, I protected myself. Uh, I had mm-hmm. a mentor that recommended I not report it because he, um, because my career would be harmed more. So I went mm-hmm. to a lawyer because I was higher up in the chain of command. I was, I mm-hmm. went to a lawyer. I had it all documented that it happened. So if he came back on me and said, she made me do this, Sexual or harassment whatever. Or yeah. I'm like, Oh no, buddy, I'm going to have this so wrapped up. You just don't even know who you just messed with. And then I went to the psychologist and, you know, to, to deal with it. But, and she walked it. It's funny because I mentally couldn't even wrap my brain around this mm. for about six months before oh. I even dealt with it. Cause I walked, she's like, I was expecting you to be like in the floor crying and you're fine. And I, yeah. you know, I'm, and, and my approach was, I am not going to let him change me. Right. I'm not going to take on bitterness and revenge because that derails me from my mm. work in the world. And I'm going to leave that, that revenge piece and karma and all that. I'm a big God person. I'm right. like, deal with him because I've got, I've got work to do and I'm not going to, you know, darken my soul with that mess. You know, I figure mm-hmm. this was a, like you said, your abortion, God used it as a tool. I feel like this was a tool because nobody talks about this. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't. I, the abortion is just sad to me. But when I consider having enough courage to talk about it and take my responsibility for the choice I made, I do know that God goes ahead and uses that lesson in other people's lives. That 
that doesn't make it okay what happened what I chose and it does, certainly would not make what happened to you okay but it it is uh, true that God is such a big God he's able to redeem even the most horrible things we're some human. that we choose and some that some that other people choose to do to us in, as in your case both are traumas mine was self-inflicted but yours was not and yet God is able to use all of that to you know, just give courage and wisdom to other people. So, so the first thing I was saying was go get tested. Reptilian brain. Don't even mm-hmm. quit. Like, I don't have time. I don't know if I'm going to press charges. Mm-hmm. Just go get tested and you can have all those choices available to you. Whereas oh, wow. you won't if you don't go, right? That's and great then, advice. And then, um, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Definitely go get tested. Oh, anyway, it'll come back to me. I I do have a question for you. I was going to ask you, um, do you find as you, as you share this, I know you said you'd shared it a few times, some hints about what happened to you. Do you find that women are coming to you and, um, saying that they are inspired by your story? Yes, I've had, um, I mentioned it briefly in Vancouver, and I definitely had people come to me then in May and say, you know, thank you for talking about this. It happened. I've had so many people come and say, this happened to me. I had one lady watch the replay and tell me out of a family of three sisters, two sisters had had it happen to them. Mm. And I talked, I actually talked to my uh, therapist, uh, on a different subject that I was doing this. And she said in her statistics, one out of every two women have been sexually assaulted in some form. So, you know, this is, Oh, this is brings me right back to where I was going. We women need to not judge. Right. I I literally got bullied by a woman Mm. trying to force me to report who did it. Mm. My boss. And, texted me on the weekend Mm. trying to set up Mm. meetings for me to talk about it said i had an obligation to the organization blah 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 blah. look when people go through this they you're you're dealing with a with a a mental wrap your brain around this twilight zone moment Mm -hmm. you know i had people jump on me and say hey you know you need to think about the next woman Hey, I'm just trying to survive this myself. I ended up with health problems mm-hmm. and ended up leaving the government um, to, to get out and become a speaker and, and speak on not this as part, but my bigger purpose. I have a bigger purpose that I'm speaking on. I don't want to, you know. You know what, Mary? I wish the show would go on forever because I know we could keep talking, but we're going to have to wind this down. Will you come back and tell me a little bit more about what you're doing currently and some of the speaking you're doing? I really want our, my listeners to hear your purpose in life because I think it's so much bigger than this. Well, thank you. I would love to. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and close off the show as much as I hate to, but I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. You're so dear to my heart. I love your voice. I just love you as a person. Thank you. <laughs> I love you too, Kathy. We have it's truly like, bonded, haven't we? It's, this like is awesome. 30, it's like 30 minutes of joy to my ears just to be with you. So this Aww. has been... 
an amazing discussion and really helpful. I want my I'm so happy my listening friends get to hear your your wisdom. And if you want to hear more from Mary, you can go to maryottman.com and we also want to thank Noonday Exploration for all they've done to us. Thank you for joining us on Fireside Talk Radio where we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Thank you, Mary. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate it very much. It is, it is good to start getting this out there and, and help people, you know, be I, safe. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in key.